So, so back again. We start every episode like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, so we do. it's like of all the words <laughs> in God's greatest language, okay, we start with so. Here we are. It could be our our <laughs> trademark, right? right. Guess it could be actually. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Also, um, what have you got for me today? Any uh, dinero? Dinero. Okay. Rooney's moolah dosh. Wonga, money. Wonga. Let's talk money. Let's talk money, shall we? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your feelings on money. Um, my initial feeling was, I love it, but that's wrong. I don't love money. I love making money and having money and all the things that it enables me to do. Tell me. Oh, this is brilliant. I get to be like a therapist for a second. Do you I need, need a little notepad? I do need a notepad. Clicky pen. And one of those and shitty jackets with like, with, yeah, but with like leather patches on the arms like that. Like, Ooh, that's okay. how I imagine a psychologist. Give me ideas. Okay. <laughs> that's Continue. not a role play. <laughs> that's, oh my, I can't take you anywhere, honestly. No, it's never done it for me, actually. This, you know? Like the set, therapist setting. No, me neither. No. No. Anyway, Anyhow. Back, back on track, honestly. Um, so, so um, yeah? Yes. You were saying? Holy shit, I've lost my thread already. What we I do that to people. She says, just like wafting her leg around <laughs> in her womanly ways. Yeah, I do that to people. I don't know what it is. Oh, look, I dropped something. Anyway. Your question. Talking about money. Yeah, tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up and attitudes to money within your family that you overheard and that was sort of grafted onto you and that you took with into adult life that you then perhaps discarded later on or still have today and we, we'll compare notes because then i'll talk about mine oh so this is deep stuff deep unscripted n- never talked about before mm. kind of stuff obviously you know because we talk about these things but we didn't know this was actually going to come up today mm. growing up well i come from a family of well it's not working class it's sort of lower middle class hardworking, stoic Protestants. Stoic is the right word. Who've come from nothing on both sides of my Mm. parents' tree, Mm -hmm. ancestry. Come from nothing, but worked so incredibly hard to, well, to be in a position where they were able to leave something behind. So um, wealth has only ever been on the up for them in their lifetimes. Mm. Both my grandfathers, one went, went down the business owner route so he had a had a successful company which he then bequeathed as one of his sons mm-hmm. um and the other one started as an apprentice and worked himself up in the same company mm. like i don't know how long how long did years he was for, 40 i want to say 60 years he 50 i mean mm. you really it was that generation you started yeah. in your in your finest suit as a 14 year old yeah. and finished before just before you retired yeah. right so i come from industrious people yes however i come from people so um so coined or traumatized by wartime mm. that they had this incredible frugality about them to mm. a point where we were artificially poor. Yes. So we had money. Mm-hmm. M- money was the money was okay. 
father did well and you know there was money available mm. around but we we didn't at the same time because mm. they were so incredibly frugal mm -hmm. so we went to charity shops instead yeah. and we went to you know shopping at Aldi's so there's nothing wrong with that but that sort of shaped my narrative around money so you must look after it and it won't come back so you need to look after the penny and, and the pounds will look after themselves. really like you know if they saw a penny in the street they'd pick it up or a euro really? cent oh absolutely yeah yeah really of course yeah wow. and okay. so but also because i i was always so now this is really dark stuff. This is like going into Katie. That's not going. No, they're not too dark. No, no, no. no I'm, I'm happy version. to share because it's made. Okay. It's turned turned me into the person I am today. So yeah. our pocket money was always linked to our performance. So when <laughs> I was growing up, so my sister and I, we went to the same grammar school together, and yeah. it was a tough one. Yeah. And so our pocket money was always linked to how many A's and B's we got. So we had a system, yeah. a table. So. The pocket money was determined by your final report. Yeah. And it was, yes, I can see why they did it, but it was also incredibly damaging because mm. for the longest time I thought I was only worth something if I performed, <laughs> which is a dangerous equation, terrible, especially yeah. when you're self-employed. But in life in general, it's never a great idea. Never link your worth to your outcome. Mm -hmm. Performance, right? You're lovable and you're, you're a full and complete human being how you are. However, okay, so this, this, these were sort of some markers that shaped me. And then I always had this limiting belief that I, I was shit with money. Because when I got my pocket money, yeah. once a month or every Sunday, however we did it, I got my pocket money and I saved and I went out to buy myself this really lovely pen. And it was quite pricey, but I'd saved up for it. Yeah. And I went home and my dad said, are you stupid? I could have got you one from work for free. Yeah. You must be really shit with money. God. And I, can, I know they were dealing with the tools they got given. I know they sure. did their best and there's no hard feelings. But those are all the moments and the sentences and the fragments yeah. that shape your own narrative around money. Yeah. Um, and also coupled with the fact that we come from, so I come from a region in Germany, northwest Germany, which is quite modest and quite, yeah. there's no showing off. You don't have the big Bentleys, you know. And no. even if you do well for yourself, you don't talk about money. You don't. No, that's true. I don't know what my parents made I don't know what my you know it's That's we true. don't full, I don't know what my sister or any any of my family mem members make um, not that it matters but there's no conversation around it sure. other than shit if you don't look after it you run out <laughs> yes and so and that was me yeah and then we met and we went into self-employment together mm. so um, yeah so how about you tell me about you well first of all thank you for sharing because that's a couple of things that came out from that that are new to me. Okay. And it's always a good stuff. It, it's, it's great because I, I knew the general narrative and, and it, there are some parallels um, to, to keep it brief. So uh, I grew up in a single parent family where we didn't have a pot to piss in. It were, you were absolutely flat broke. One of the clearest memories I have of my childhood, and I don't actually have that many memories of my childhood, was my mother who, bless her, I mean, f she did an incredible job 
when I've as, as much as she winds me up, or you know, the, the the memory of her still winds me up on an occasion. I've nothing but respect for what she did because she would balance the books and feed us every night, and we had everything we needed. We had essentially nothing we wanted, but we had everything we needed, mm. and so that was that shaped everything every single day and, and the, coming back to the memory the clear memory I have is going to the supermarket after she'd got her social security check every week because they issued it every week and I remember going to the post office with her and they'd give her the social security check for about it was like 30 pounds or something like that this was late 80s late 1980s and I remember going to the supermarket and she'd say you can have this or this for dinner tonight and this or this for dinner tomorrow you have to choose one there was no dessert there was no crisps or uh, Coca-Cola or anything like that. And that was my, that was, that was my story growing up. And so similar to your story, um, it was, you were, you were only ever away, like one or two paychecks or social security checks away from destitution mm. and that you had to look after every single penny. And so that was what I grew up with, but we were genuinely poor. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, we had absolutely nothing. My parents divorced when I was five and, uh, you know, it sounds not great when you put it like that, but I was raised with love and I had a warm meal every day and a roof over my head. So I'm very grateful for that and I have nothing respect for that. Nothing but respect for that. But in terms of how it shaped my attitude to money later on, and all this ties in with attitude to money and self-employment or being an entrepreneur. Uh, and that's what I want to share with everyone. In fact, this is what I've been really looking forward to sharing with everybody who does listen, who's thinking about going into self-employment or who has maybe just started. That childhood perception of money and what it is and what it does um, shaped my teens, my 20s, and my very early 30s. And it was very much a case of money is finite. Mm. You get given X and then you have to eke out X. And you have to prioritize uh, above all else, saving money over making money. If you get given £100, well, that's it. And you've got to save it or as much as you can of it. And you've got to cling on to it. And I remember as a kid, uh, this is, uh, again, <laughs> this is something that... that was a pivotal moment in my life, but I didn't realize it at the time. Uh, when I turned 18, I got, uh, what do we call them? Premium bonds? You, you get like a savings plan, mm -hmm. don't you? So it's it's not like in Germany where you have like the Bausparvertrag um, or something like that where you save for a house. And here you, you get a, a, a savings account with premium bonds and I got a thousand pounds on my 18th birthday. And it was I was I wasn't handed to me per se, but I was given access to it on my 18th birthday. And there wasn't there wasn't much fanfare, but it was like slightly ceremonious, right? Mm -hmm. like, You're a man, now, Daniel. Here's a thousand pounds. And I remember thinking, <laughs> fuck my days, a thousand pounds, that's so much money. Right? <laughs> right? Take me to Coaches the and cocaine. I was gonna say, take me to the strip club. I've never done that before. Mm -hmm. Hand on heart, I've never done that. But it's I was thinking, right, that's it. Boats and hose all the way. It's a thousand pounds. But but here's the thing. A thousand pounds does not last very long. <laughs> no. Not in the UK. I think in most of the developed world, there's not a lot you can do. Uh, I, so I, I deferred my university place by year so I could live in Germany. Went to university, paid for by the state because we were still a single parent family. Um, I still came out with six thousand pounds in student debt, which is a snip compared to what the average student debt is in this country. The most about £40,000. So teachers come out with £60,000 of debt. So I came out very lightly, mm. paid it off. Um, 
But the reason I wanted to talk about money today was that shaped about 80% of my life, maybe 90% of my years on this planet. But, and here's the crux of it, the message for anybody who is starting in self-employment, for anybody who is struggling in self-employment, the single greatest thing you can do for yourself as an entrepreneur is two things, actually. Sorry to contradict myself. There are two things. Number one, remove any emotional attachment you have to money. Because one of the greatest things I realized in this life was that you never have money. My father once said to me, he said, he's a businessman. He's just in the process of retiring now. He's done very well for himself. Mm. He's risked his nuts for 30 years. And I know he's been on the limit for most of that time. It's been very hard and it's been very successful. And he said to me, quoting somebody else, money is as money does. Mm. And he said, if you think about that long enough, money is as money does, you will begin to understand and I just, it dawned on me that you never have money. You only have an obligation to spend it. And so if you remove any emotional attachment for money and accept that you never have it, you will relax. Mm. You will relax and you will have a fundamentally different outlook on life. Um, that is the greatest single uh, act of deburdening. That's just not a very good way of putting it, but it's the single greatest removal of weight off my shoulders in entrepreneurship mm. is removing all emotion from money and accepting that you never have it. Yes. Um, because that way you are free to go and be an entrepreneur. Mm. And and you accept with that moment that there are, there are only ever going to be two states in self-employment. Um, and again, quoting my father, he says, there are only ever two states when you work for yourself. Number one is, what the fuck are we going to do for money? I've got no money. It's, 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 there's, there's nothing coming in. Customers aren't working. Everything's gone quiet. It's the holidays. What the fuck am I going to do for money? Or what the fuck are we going to do with all this money? I've just been paid and the next six months are clear. What am I going to do with all this money? Right, I'm going to go, I'm going to do something really sensible. I'm going to go crazy with it. But there are only ever those two states. There is no in between. Mm. And that's, and I know that from my personal experience. I know that from talking to people who have a staff of 10 people, talking to people who have a staff of a thousand people. There are only ever those two states. So that's the big, big learn and the big thing I would share. That's number one. Number two is always prioritize making money over saving money. Mm. And that's the next greatest thing. And you can do that. And again, this is much to your irritation. Um, you can do it, and this is this is this is not advice. This is a fucking prescription. Okay, this is this is a this is a doctor's prescription to everybody out there. The first thing you must do when you start working for yourself is throw away your fucking store cards, your saver coupons, your you know those little things you can loyalty cards. loyalty cards, bonus premium cards, your fucking. Uh, you know, tap this and you get you get 50 points. Well, well, well then you, you, you get money off next week. I'm like, it, it, honestly, it, it never ceases to amaze me how people unwittingly choose to live in poverty because they, they prioritize saving money in those forms over making money. Whereas if you said next week as a self-employed person, I'm going to make it my mission. I am going to make this amount of money and I'm going to do it more than I did last month or last week, and you constantly aim to grow, Those, it's no guarantee of success. It, there are times it will not work. Mm. But it is, as I've come to experience, the only way to be self-employed, to have no emotional attachment to money. Yes, I agree. And to prioritize making over saving yeah. every day of the week. And it's scary at first, but it is the most liberating 
paradigm shift, mm. change in mindset I've ever experienced. Anyway, long story, and that, and but it's definitely it's from the heart, and it's something I would advise anybody: don't sweat the details. Obviously, you've got to pay your bills. Okay, that's important. But unless HSBC is phoning you up and saying, if you don't balance your account by close of play today, I'm going to come down your house and I'm going to castrate you personally myself, <laughs> Mister Cager. Don't worry about it. You know, if you're a little bit over on your credit card. Don't worry about it. Prioritize making more money. Okay. Mm. If you have to dip into your savings to cover your bills this month, you've got to do it. It's, it's just how it is. Don't sweat it. Prioritize making more money. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you that anybody listening to this who has a bigger nut to cover than I do or we do in a month, I know they know I'm right. And it's uh, as a final thought on money, um, when you work for yourself, you are always on the limit. Always. You see somebody driving a shiny Tesla. It's a lease. It's a tax write-off, but it's a lease. Mm. Okay, And I don't care how successful they are. They've only got a few months worth of money in the bank to cover that Tesla payment. The money has to keep rolling in. You see a shiny watch on somebody's wrist. It's on the limit. You see a nice house with nice VMF, uh, like crockery and utensils. It's on the limit. It's on the limit. We are only ever a few paydays away from utter disaster. And so embrace that freedom. So I've talked a lot. No, but it's so great because it's so true. And it's taken us, well, over a decade to figure out. So Mm. might as well save somebody a bit of heartache. You you just, you sleep better. Especially with a young family as well. Yes. Because I know a lot of people listening to this podcast who are just starting out and they have a young family. They have a responsibility. It's not like, oh, I'm going to be finding myself in Bali or f- eat fucking, what, what is it? <laughs> eat, pray, love. Eat, shag. <laughs> and, die. Um, no, what is it again? Just, I can't remember. Just going to find myself and work on the beach because it works so well working in bright sunlight on your laptop because there's no <laughs> glare at all. That's right. And, um, you yeah. know, let's not kid ourselves here. We're grown-ups, we're serious entrepreneurs, yeah. not just dabbling in you know, a bit of freelancing. Mm. This is this is it. Yeah. This is what we've chosen. This is our path and we want to make it the best possible outcome, yes. right? And to build a build a bigger than ourselves, build yeah. a legacy, yes. touch upon people's lives and have a positive impact. Yes. And if you take your work seriously, which I do believe you are, because you know, you're still listening to this. Yeah. Um, remember this, no, mo- no emotional attachment. My economics professor in Madrid, when I studied, um, when I did my bachelor's, oh. or, uh, what was it? European business studies. I studied in Madrid for a bit. And he said, you don't have money, you have debt. You have debt, yes. Um, And if you think about it that way, it's so liberating, like you said. Mm. And don't sweat it, don't sweat the small stuff. Mm. We're all in our credit cards. We're all over the limit. After the bill is before the bill. Exactly. However, if this step and this expense and this investment leads to the next scale up and more visibility and feeds into your goals and your mission... Do it. Yes. It's no good sat on your bank account That's or right. in your bank account. And um, you just got to do it. You just got to do it. You know? Yeah. Fantastic. So, wow. Okay. So hopefully there was a lot of good good stuff in there. Mm. It's, it's crazy because money is a topic that the vast majority of people don't want to talk about. But they do. Well, they, they, yes, they it's do. It's like they, 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 enemas they, they, or herpes <laughs> or like you don't, but you do. 
Yeah, right? you kind of do. So you want to, it's like when you drive past a car crash, you want to have a look and see if there's any blood. So you drive past like, yeah, and I'm focused on the road. But you know you shouldn't. Shit, I shouldn't be looking. It's the same. <laughs> yes, it's true. <laughs> there, there, there is, yeah, it is, it is true. People do want to talk about it. Um, I, I don't believe in, in talking brashly and, and about how much money you make in a month or in a year. I, I, for me, that's bad form. But in terms of money management, attitudes to money, mm. I think... One of the the greatest things you can do as a parent is how is is talk to children about money. Yes, because nobody talked to me about it growing up. It was just it was one of those things. Like I said, it wasn't. Um, well, it was all the things I described. Yeah, but yes, yeah, deep stuff from the heart. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway, so if if you found today's episode youth, useful, youthful as well, but useful, um, do us a favor, subscribe or send yes. it to somebody who might benefit. Somebody you know who's starting out or who's running a business or who's thinking about self-employment or a little side hustle, send it to them. Brilliant. It'll mean the world. Yeah, love it. Amazing. All right. See you next time. See you next time. Mm